When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Kia didn't just make an eight-seat family car. They made a grand utility vehicle. Kia Carnival GUV. This is Sports Day. Hello and welcome to a Wednesday night edition of Sports Day. I'm stuffed. This is my third day in a row. Oh, like you hate it. Mate, I missed out last night on the uh, 1295 Parmigiana. Oh, you missed Sorry. I tapped her on the shoulder. She hit me over there with a hammer. So what did you miss out on? It's, it was Palmy night at Runaway Bay Leagues Club. How much? Uh, $13.95, sorry. Not, Big but for members. Yeah, nice. Yeah. Very nice with chips and salad. Do you have the – do you just have the, the, the flat Palmy or do you have – Parmigiana, mate. Yeah. Palmy palm is Parmigiana. Yeah, I know, but you know the, the chicken Palmy, which is yeah. just – but then – No, but that's not a Palmy. A Palmy is – Everything on top. No, with the with the ham and the cheese and the tomato. Otherwise, sauce. it's just a schnitzel. Schnitzel <laughs> doesn't sound or right. Or schnitzel. Does it? <laughs> I don't know whether it's schnitzel or schnitzel. I tell you what, for listeners, if you ever go to the Gold Coast, or to our listeners on the Gold Coast, the Dog and Parrot is a really good pub at Rabina. They've got a Mexican. Oh, do they? Chicken parmi, and it's got like we've um, been there, haven't we? Yeah, it's yeah. beautiful. Yeah, Mexican chicken parmi. Mm. We're going for a steak tomorrow, you and I. Lunch. Are we going to go there, are we? Power lunch, we call it in the trade. Are we going to go there? Or? No, no, we're going the other one. CBD. Well, don't tell everyone where we're going. We'll get mobbed. <laughs> Time for the good oil, thanks to Cobram Estate. Premium Australian extra olive uh, virgin oil, virgin extra virgin olive oil, I should say. Uh, oh, by the way, Toby Rudolph coming up on the show soon. Good he's character, got, isn't he? You and Matt caught up with him? Yeah, uh, last night. He's got a big game. Coming up against the Roosters uh, this uh, Saturday night, so that'll be a good game. Reese Walsh had a laugh with journos yesterday. Um, according to Daddy Vass, yep. who only comes up with subjects <laughs> yeah. about Broncos players, yep. this was Reese being funny. Do I fear the storm? <laughs> no, I don't. Sorry? Do you believe in hoodoos or anything like that? Or? What does that mean? <laughs> no, I know what it means. I know what it means. No, I don't. I don't. He literally didn't know what hoodoo meant. I want to know what's clever about that. Well, it's just daddy trying to be. It just sounds dumb. It's just daddy just trying to be funny. You know, oh. He loves his Broncos. They're funny guys. I've got to say, they're in a pretty good position. Yeah. Yeah, I'll tell you what. Um, I know Pat Welsh, our colleague, was out there the other day. They're relaxed. They're relaxed. Can I, I tell you, yeah. okay, I called the Melbourne and Brisbane game last week, myself and Rat did, and Mark Braybrook, and um, – I was down on the field doing some interviews after the game and I heard three Broncos players say, not to me, just amongst each other, I hope we get the Warriors next week. Yeah, we've mentioned that on air all week. Mm. I heard you mention that at the Patton Hills on Monday as well. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, that's strange. That's concerning. Yeah. That you've got players that are in the back of their mind, it's, it's a little bit of a devil on the shoulder. 
Um, I also had it confirmed at that open press conference yesterday that yeah. uh, Reese Walsh thought they were talking about hoodies. Oh, hoodies. Not hoodoos. Oh, I love hoodies. Yeah, oh, I love them. Yeah. I, don't tell me what they are. I know what they yeah. are. Mm. I know that. I know what handbags or man bags and yeah. hoodies are. Yeah. Fair or unfair? The Panthers have told Jerome Luai they can offer him between seven hundred and eight hundred grand a season. Fair. I, reckon, I reckon it's very fair. It's well, it's fair because they've invested a lot in Nathan. They've now invested in Dylan Edwards, and when you there's only there's only probably three what you class three marquee players, and that's just purely based on not the way they play, but the money that they they earn at each club. There's probably three that you can fit into a a salary cap. You know, real salary so cap. the Panthers would be Edwards, um, well, based on Cleary, money, Edwards, Cleary, and Yo, and probably Isaiah Yo. Yeah, yeah. Um, and now that Edwards has jumped into that position, it's, it's more or less he's beaten Jerome Luai for that last position. So the next one is you got to go down on the next rung, mm. and that's, that's where. Jeez, it's a horrible rung, isn't oh, it? Oh yeah, possibly seven hundred thousand dollars a year. <laughs> it's not bad, isn't it? To be in a club who's going to be a top four for a number of Imagine years. Imagine the house that'd buy at Penrith. Or houses? Why would you say that? I just no, can't because say that. the further you are from the ocean, the cheaper the property is. Everyone knows the, that. In the Nepean River. Yeah. Well, you, your nice house is on the Nepean River. Yeah, but you know what I mean. Mm. The further inland you live, the cheaper the accommodation well, put it this becomes. Way, at seven or eight hundred thousand a year. Yep. He's not living in Glenmore Park. He right. can live in Emu Plains or Leonay, which is like the he can the, take his Mickey. pick. That's the Mickey sort of suburb. What about Blacksland? Can he live there? Nah, he can. He can live anywhere he wants. Yeah, right. What about Rooty Hill? Too far of a commute? No, nah, not too far of a commute. But with that sort of money, he'd probably preferably be out closer to his training facility. Right, yeah. He could go to the Rooty Hill RSL, which is <laughs> Vegas in the west. It's not called Rudy, Har- uh, Rudy Hill RSL anymore. It's called something else. Yeah, it is called something else. It's dropped it's, its name. Everyone still calls it Rudy Hill RSL. Yeah. Right, yeah. What do you think, listener? Uh, 0457 736 736. Seven to 800 grand for Luai. Is that a good deal? Cobram Estate, Australia's most awarded extra virgin olive oil, grown, harvested and first coal pressed in northern Victoria. Toby Rudolph joins us next on Sports. Kia didn't just make an eight-seat family car, they made a grand utility vehicle. Kia Carnival GUV. This is Sports Day. To his left, back to the right, Toby Oh, we know he's unstoppable. He is. And I tell you what, Rad, he's going to be unstoppable this uh, Saturday night uh, when they take on the Roosters mm. at Shark Park in front of a bumper crowd. What is it, about 13,000? They'll be, they'll be mad, though. Most Sharkies fans down there, mate, they love their team. Toby Rudolph, thanks for joining us on Sports Day. Now, mate, you're talking to one of the legends of the Cronulla Sharks. He's been banging on about your boys all year. Can you just get the job done for him this weekend? Please. Yes, look, um, as I said before, we were talking off here, I didn't realise that um, the plan was to go after the Roosters, but now that yourself and Matty Rogers, the legend of the club, wants us to get it done, it'll get done. Yeah, Beauty. good stuff, mate. Good stuff, mate. Now, there's been a lot of talk. There's been a lot of talk about, you know, the Shark Park and it's and it doesn't hold a big crowd. And, you know, what, what would your message be for any Roosters supporters who've been make, making noise about it being played at Shark Park and it should be should be moved to Allianz Stadium. What do you oh, say to please. them? Well, I guess I'd say to them that they probably should have finished a bit further up the ladder. <laughs> yes! <laughs> Love it. They could yes. have actually <laughs> Love it. had it at Allianz Stadium, yeah. Um, it's also nice having a, 
a stadium being freshly built by the government's money. We've been waiting for quite some time now, and it seems that everyone else is getting the government's money but us. So yeah. that's what I have to say about that, boys. Yeah, yeah good, good on you, mate. Good, one. good on you. Now, um, this weekend's game, like, well, what was it about? Six weeks ago? Yep. Your boys were on the slide. You mm. went over to Perth. You beat the Rabbitohs, which is unfortunate for my boys. Was there a turning point there, Toby? Was there, was there anything said within the four walls of, of, of the team that that um, changed the tune for the team and, and changed their luck and, and their playing style or getting wins on the board? Uh, finally, it was actually sort of the week before when we um, got dusted by the Panthers. It was... Uh, it was a 28 nil defeat, but in and amongst it, we realised that they actually only scored sort of one genuine try against us. The other, the other three or four were all sort of kick deflections and, and last play run the ball sort of things or kick tries. So we sort of broke that down and realised, well, if we can go sort of, you know, with the, with the two-time premiers for the better part of 80 minutes, um, we just have to carry that defensive heart throughout the rest of the season. And luckily, we turned it around the following week in Perth against South. Uh, we just sort of managed to find glimpses of it here and there. And now that it's come to the second, you know, the, the, the next part of the competition, you might say, uh, I believe we can really beat anyone on any given day. So I can't see how we can't do a real serious um, number on not just the Roosters, but on the rest of the competition moving forward as we go into the later weeks of the final series. Yeah, mate, it, it's a good point you make because I, I was banging on about that after the Penrith game yeah. about how well the Sharks defended. I, I was really impressed. I, I thought they scored a few opportunistic tries and, and you're right. I'm, I'm glad you guys took that out of that game because I certainly saw it. Mate, how, in, in terms of your game, mate, how, how's the fitness? How's the toe coming along? You're getting longer minutes now. You're feeling good? Uh, for me, I don't think it ever felt good in a game of rugby league in my life. Um, <laughs> it's a very tough game for a reason. Um, but the toes, you know, it is what it is. It's sort of, uh, I'm in a moon boot um, after most games for a few days just to sort of, you know, calm it down and uh, at least try and play with a, as minimal distraction as I can uh, without as much pain as possible. So, uh, look, it's, it's only a few weeks to go now and um, I'll be I'll be right with the toe and the lungs they're always going to be a concern forevermore, so <laughs> I'm sure I'll be right. Hey, is there a different um, different sort of pressure around the team this final series? Last year, you went out in straight sets, you know, uh, but this year, is there a different sort of pressure or is there is there a less pressure this year finishing fifth? Um, yeah, it's an interesting point. I'm not too sure sort of what the answer is. I mean, last year we had, you're right, we had very high expectations finishing second and, uh, sort of finishing the way we finishing the year the way we did uh, this year. Yeah, you know what? Pressure is every game now is a do or die game, and that's pressure enough externally. Whether you sort of acknowledge the pressure that goes on or not, luckily it doesn't really affect me too much. I'm just the front row in the middle of the field making third man in tackles. Whereas someone like a Nico Hines or a Connor Tracy, they sort of have a, bit, a few more strings to pull with the whole team. Um, but for me, mate, it's a do or die game, and that comes with my pressure as it is. Oh, you mentioned Connor Tracy. Mm. Matt and I are massive fans. How good is he? He is 10 out of 10. And the problem is we've got Will Kennedy. He's also a 10 out of 10. Yeah. So, um, mate, it's, he's, what he's done this year to come in and not even not just not miss a beat, but to actually excel wearing the number one on his back and, and to do a, a, such an amazing job in the absence of Will Kennedy, it's, you know, we've barely missed a beat with him at the back there. So... He's definitely far too good a player to be playing reserve grade, and he can sort of fit in anywhere on, on the park. So 
Um, it's, a, it's a pleasure to have him in the team, and it's just so good to see him playing good footy. Yeah, well, you mentioned Will Kennedy. We noticed he's been, he's been named in the twenty in the in the reserves for the, for this game. Has he, has he been doing much training? How how far away is Will Kennedy from taking the field? Yeah, he's been doing a little bit with this. He's sort of on our um, on our big scrimmage days. He's done a little bit at fullback, not too much. Um, I, I, he's actually getting close now. I know he's sort of almost done a full week of training, if not if not two by now. So the uh, the man with no hair, Craig Fitzgibbon, he's got a decision on his hands to make very shortly as to um, who the fullback's going to be. But uh, yeah, uh, maybe he can't be far off. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. So mate, just talking about Fitzy, how has he been? I mean, obviously his first final the man with no yeah, hair. Yeah. <laughs> finals campaign. He's got he's got such a calm demeanor. I mean, being down there with you boys a couple of times over the last couple of years and just seeing the way that he handles you boys. And, you know, some I was I was sitting in the room, I'm thinking, fire up, Bitsy, come on, say something, get him going, you know. But he, he doesn't have that sort of demeanour. I mean, he's going into his second finals campaign with the Sharks. He's he's obviously, you know, the disappointment from last year. Have you have you noticed a change in, in anything with him or has he, has he remained just that same Bitsy that you've, you've noticed over the last couple of years? Yeah, no, he, he honestly doesn't change a whole lot. You've seen from you know, the inside of our four walls, mate, he doesn't really get too up, doesn't really get too down. There's been times after this defeat when we get uh, 40 put on us and it's just like, mate, just yell at us. Just tell, just tell us off. And he would just sort of stay calm and stay positive and he just does my head in. Um, but for the time being, like he, he hasn't been too much change. He sort of likes to keep a level head and yep. and uh, you know not really sort of bring too much attention to us or to himself and... Mate, he's, as you've seen, he's an unreal coach. He knows what he's doing. Um, it's just now on to us to actually do a job for him. And probably do a job for Wade Graham as well, who's hanging up the boots. He's mm. Cronulla legend, good bloke, bit of a try-scoring machine of, of late. Mate. A lot of talk around his retirement and you boys wanting to go out on a good note for him. Yeah, 100%. I mean, I, I, last week against the Raiders, we hadn't beaten the Raiders in, in four years, since 2018 or 19, whenever it was, and I knew that if we beat them, we'd, we'd get a home final for, for Wade, and that was just so much motivation to to get the job done against them, and now even to you know just push his career out a few more weeks and and give him the send off that he truly deserves. I remember uh, he sort of had a at his retirement speech, he was speaking about how the, the likes of Paul Gallen and, and Luke Lewis and what he sort of felt um, when they were playing their last games. He didn't want to let them down, and mate, we're exactly the same. None of us want to let Wade down, so. We're doing everything we can to try and do that for him. Mm. Mate, a guy like Wade Graham, his his best playing days, you know, we could all admit it probably behind him. He's he's not as fast as he was and he's probably he's probably as strong as he, he are ever you, has Are you going to say something nice about but, him eventually? Yeah, but, right? but, what, but, but what, like a guy like Wade Graham, what he adds to the club and yes. and in and around the team, what, what does he do for the playing group? Uh, Toby, like, what what does he bring to the squad? Because his experience and he and he's just such a nice. He's a, he's such a good bloke, Wade Is Graham. He? Yeah, uh, can you tell us a little bit about what he does around the club in terms of getting younger players up and, and mentoring those guys? Well, I, I guess the way to describe it is it's, it's almost like having a coach out there with you. The way he, you know, he's almost talking to you in a game like it's training. He's sort of you know, oh, flip left. I've got this. I've got that. Make sure you push up here. He, he, he just like talks you through the game when you when you're around him, and you know the the sort of the confidence that would give a young Braden Trindle who has you know, played 50 games in the weekend would just do him wonders. And I know that when I'm playing with Wade, you know you know exactly what you're going to get out of him. You know he's not going to let you down in any way. And 
you know he's going to be barking in your ear all night. Um, and yeah, just around the grounds from a point of view for Wade Graham, he, you know, like you said, Matty, he's such a good bloke and he picks everyone up around him. And you know he's always the first one sort of to say something before the coaches speak and the last one to wrap everything up. He makes sure that all the information um, goes into us and and makes sure that we sort of uh, are aware of what's going on around us too. So. He's an invaluable member of our team, and it's going to be very, very sad for him to go next year. We see him as a bit of a father figure around, the old man, so definitely sad to see him go, but hopefully we can send him out uh, the way he deserves. Yeah, mate. Now the Roosters have, have found a little bit of form. Um, where, where, do you, where do you see you've got to, you've got to stop them to, to get over the top of them on the weekend? For me, I, I see um, a bloke by the name of Lindsay Collins uh, across from mm-hmm. me, and for myself, that's that's what I'm concerning myself with. That's a, a mountain of a man, and you know he's one of the best front rollers in the game, and something that I aspire to be for sure. So that's that's where my sort of focus stops and ends. Um, obviously, you've got the lights of Fletcher Baker, the Butcher Boys, Victor Radley. But if I can sort of see uh, Lindsay off and make it a personal battle for myself, then I think that'll be the best thing I can do for the team. Yeah, well, you're right, mate. He's, he's had a, he's probably been the Roosters' best this year, I'd say, Lindsay Collins. He's, he's been fantastic for him. So if you can do that, it'll certainly go a long way, mate. Now, mate, we know you love a good time. What You got any post-season plans? You got anything in the works? Are you going to behave yourself this post-season? What, what's happening for Toby Rudolph in the Please off-season? Don't. No, I think I've still got a few years before I need to behave myself. <laughs> I'm still getting married, that's just fine. Um, it's a bit of a uh, one-up for conjecture because I've got this toe thing going on. I might need surgery, so I've got about a thousand things planned. <laughs> it's just sort of uh, where where we finish and and what happens to the toe as to as the actually happens. I've got a possibility of a table fest depending on when we finish oh, the season. That'd be nice. Ability of going, yeah, that'd be nice. Maybe a week in Amsterdam afterwards. Check the site. <laughs> oh God. Um, then uh, what else we got? There's. There's a few bucks going on over in Las Vegas. I've got a mate of mine from school that's traveling to South America. He's currently around Columbia or Bolivia or something. Oh. So, boy, <laughs> just the chop the toe off. Chop the toe off oh, and get into it. Yeah, yeah. I just want you to know, Toby, that, that old story, <laughs> what happens in Vegas, it doesn't always stay in Vegas. Just be careful, mate. Be careful. We need you next year. <laughs> Don't worry, I'll, I won't stay in Vegas, but the stories will. <laughs> <laughs> Toby, I know you don't need our motivation or the words of the great former shark in Matt Rogers, but smash those roosters this weekend, mate. Good luck. Get into them, mate. Thanks, boys. Do me best. Thanks for having me on. Kia didn't just make an eight-seat family car. They made a grand utility vehicle. Kia Carnival GUV. This is Sports Day. We'll be back in a moment. Kia didn't just make an eight-seat family car. They made a grand utility vehicle. Kia Carnival GUV. This is Sports Day. Welcome back to the show, Sats. And Jason here tonight. This is our new theme song, by the way. You like it? We didn't start the show with that, did we? No, I forgot. Okay. There are other shows uh, in our stable that are trying to steal that song. But it is ours. And if you hear of anyone... That's the run-on song for Virginia Tech in the it college is. football. I know. How good is it? It's amazing. How good it is. Yeah. Time for an NRL update. All thanks to our mates at Mitre 10 Trade. Uh, Jeremiah, it's Jeremiah Buller and Jacob Preston. Jareem. Oh, Jareem Buller, yeah, is it? Buller, and yeah. Jacob Preston have won their Rookie of the Year and POY at Presentation Player Nights. of the Year. 
What P O Y? Okay, player of. Wouldn't it be P O T Y? Player of the year. No, player of the year. Player you sort of, of the year. year. You don't sort of say that. You go. Yeah, player we of the do. Year. Player of the year. Player um, what? Player of the year. No, but you still said the rookie of the year and player of the year as well, which doesn't happen too often in any sport. Uh, but Dream Buller, who didn't play the full season, but Tim Sheens was talking about him. We interviewed him at the start of the year, and he spoke about Dream Buller and Jacob Preston has played the whole season in the back row for the Doggies. Missed a few tackles, but which is expected that resulted in a lot. He had a lot of friends with him as well that uh, led in a lot of tries at the Bulldogs. But he's a good young forward, and, and Dream Bull is, well, he's an excitement machine. Good defending fullback as well. So, Have you got a scoop from the Bulldogs like that? Now, we've got to use the word alleged here. Alleged? Okay. okay. Um, I received a text message last night. From someone at the dinner? Very late, yes, at their presentation night. Yep. They said, as if the season wasn't bad enough, right. words to the effect, is it Paul Alamotti, their very exciting young centre, 19-year-old, yep. 20-year-old centre, in his first year of NRL, they presented him with his debut jersey. Oh, that's beautiful. Yeah. It, What's, nothing wrong with that so No, far. absolutely, yeah. And But they spelt his name wrong. Oh. Yeah. What? And some of the photos that were on the frame were of Jake Avarillo. On the, on the frame of the jersey? Yeah. What? what? So, I don't know. Watch this space. Is that fair income? Well, we'll know very soon because it'll, it'll get out. If it was true. Gus, I hope it's not. because Gus, Gus and his magic No, Gus. because I, I really like Cameron Seraldo. And even though that he doesn't have Well, he any, doesn't do the frames. No, he doesn't. But unfortunately, when you are the head coach of a club, everything from marketing to it just gets lumped onto you when something goes wrong. No, nah, this smells coach. of Gus. No. <laughs> Gus has got nothing to do with you it. You sure? Yeah. He said he was going to make framing better. <laughs> They're going to be more competitive. In the framing space. In the framing in space. The framing space. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and he's failed to deliver, Gus. Oh, That's another mm. cross. At least South get that right. Like we wouldn't we wouldn't say Lachlan Ilias, you know. Yeah. Rookie of the year. This is I'm going back a couple of years. And they have photos of, of Latrell Mitchell. Of Craig Coleman. That's right. <laughs> or a- Adam Reynolds. We wouldn't do that. You know why? Why? Because Russell Crowe knows how to frame. <laughs> He's got it. He's a framer from way back. Mate. Mate. He, he has got a long history of framing. What can't that guy do? I know. Uh, that's our NRL updates. Uh, back in a moment, we've got a sports update. What's the difference between a sports update and an NRL update? Well, You'll find out shortly. Well, there's other sports outside of NRL. Is there other sports? Well, you there's told me a rugby there World Cup coming up. And we're going to talk about... The Aussies and the ODI campaign if against South Africa. Listening to the podcast now, and mm-hmm. you're in bed trying to go to sleep. Yeah, this next segment <laughs> is a perfect segment to drift off to. Kia didn't just make an eight-seat family car; they made a grand utility vehicle. Kia Carnival GUV. This is Sports Day. Yeah, welcome we'll back to the show. Satsy and Jace here tonight. Time for a sports update for Era Gear uh, to save time and water. Uh, era gear is here. I want to talk about the Aussie ODI World Cup oh, squad. It's been I named. We, I thought we were about the rugby. That's why I said you'd be able to drift off. No, you're having a crack at cricket. No, I'm not. So we've got eight ODIs before we get into the World Cup. Five of them coming up against uh, South Africa starting tomorrow night. Yeah. And then three against India, and then we're into the... the they're just the, friendlies, aren't they? Yeah. Well, no, well, they're still for rankings and all that, but they're oh, warm-up we, matches. Yeah, okay. So yeah. full-strength teams. What do you make of the ODI World Cup squad? Mm, good question, Sat. So I was going to ask you um, 
the same question. I think it's really, really strong. I mean, See, I, I think it's strong, but it's old. Well, we just had some wonderful young players play in the T20s over there, mm-hmm. and they're not there. And we, we've talked about uh, Tanvir Sanger. Yep. Who took four missed wickets. Out. Missed Missed out. I would have him there as a backup to I was listening to one of our colleagues, Trent Copeland, and Hills obviously wax lyrical about him as well. But they're saying that not a lot of people around in world cricket know a lot about this Tanvir Sanger, but he will be one of our mainstays when it comes to yeah. our bowling. He's, he's that good. Paddy Cummins back in as captain. Sean Abbott stays. Ashton Agar stays. Alex Carey comes in. Cameron Green. I don't think Cameron Green should be in the ODI team. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I just yeah, I don't like that. Josh Hazelwood comes back in. Travis Head stays. Josh Inglis stays. Mitch Marsh stays. One I am excited about is Glennie Maxwell. Yep. He's back from that broken, what do you have, a broken leg or something? Broken, went off the dance floor on a tennis court or something mm. at a party. Steve Smith, concerns I have for Steve Smith. Why? Oh, just age now, mate. Now, he's there for Marnus Labuschagne. <clears throat> but I would have looked at people like Matty Short, you know, who's carving it up for he's WA. He's tried tested, Steve. Yeah, but Matt, Matty Short's just had a great ODI, a T20 series in South Africa, is killing it. Absolutely killing it in domestic cricket for Western Australia. I, I, I don't know. Anyway, uh, Mitchell Stark, Marcus Stoinis, David Warner. Davey Warner. I don't know. I don't know. And the fact that Dave Warner Well, is, yeah, but what are the pitches like in South oh, Africa? Oh, I don't know, mate. But what's his form like? Da- and look, they're playing South Africa. They're going to win these games easily. They're going to win them easily. South African cricket is in a massive rebuild. Mm. Massive rebuild. Dave Warner should maybe get an easy path through to the World Cup. He might, he'll struggle probably against India when we get over there. Yep. And that's the problem. That's what I'm worried about. Oh, sorry, it's in India, the World Cup, not it South is. Africa. Yeah. No, South Africa, the five games yeah, against. Yeah, no, but the Indian, the Indian pitchers will suit David Warner. Well, no, they don't. Well, they will. They're not coming off the the surface real quick. There's not a lot of there's not yeah. movement from the from the fast bowlers. I hope he gets runs. <clears throat> And it's part of his farewell tour. Nathan Lyon, can you educate me in Nathan Lyon? Doesn't play ODIs. Doesn't play short-form cricket. Made himself unavailable? He just plays tests. And Adam Zampa is is, uh, a supreme bowler. Missing out, as we said, Senga. And whenever Marcus Thornis is in the side, Adam Zampa has to be. (laughs) That's right. Well, they've got coffee. coffee. Yeah. Yeah. I think Marnus gets a bit jealous about that too. Well... Him and Smithy, I guess, catch up in that room. But Smithy's by himself. Who's gonna Who's gonna mm. bum chum Smithy on oh. this? T- well, you know, become oh. chummy. Yeah. Nathan Ellis is also missing out as well. What do you think of that team? I I think it's a little old. And what I loved about the T Twenty squad sats is they put the informed young blokes into the team from the Australian Big Bash. Yep. I don't feel this is a form team. Okay. But yeah, well. but don't be fo- Can I just say one thing? Don't be fooled by the form coming out of South Africa. It's when they play those three ODIs against India before the World Cup, that's when you've got to have a fair The big ball. question will be Ashton Agar, Adam Zampa. Oh, no question around Zampa, mate. About their ability to... No, Zampa's fine. Mm. He'll, he'll, he'll turn the ball. He'll get wickets because of the pitches. Mm. But for that reason, I'd have Sanger there as well, you know. I find that unusual. Anyway, Irrigear offers expert advice and better irrigation solutions to save time and water. Irrigear is here in that first ODI between Australia and South Africa. I think it's on TV 9 o'clock tomorrow night. Oh, by the way, there's a heap of – or Friday night. There's a heap of sport on. So you, I don't know how you're going to channel surf all this. You know what's going to be interesting? What? With the rugby 6 a.m. Saturday morning 
All Blacks versus France. France as the opener. 6 p.m. New Zealand time. This is New Zealand time, I should say. New Zealand time, 6 p.m. Warriors versus Panthers. Yep. Or Panthers versus Warriors. They're hosting. I'm led to believe. Is this a New Zealand update? No, I'm led to believe that the Warriors game will break all viewing audiences. Yeah, wow. Yeah. Yeah, incredible. Mm. I have no doubt that All Blacks game will as well. Break time. When we come back, some more news here on Sports Day. Kia didn't just make an eight-seat family car. They made a grand utility vehicle. Kia Carnival GUV. This is Sports Day. Welcome back to the show. Sats and Jace here. Uh, Some big news today. Jason Riles. He's returning to rugby, going to help uh, Eddie Jones and the Wallabies must during like the World him. Cup. He must like Jason Rolls a lot, Eddie Jones, because he... He must like Eddie Jones too. Yeah, so he took Jason Rolls to England as his assistant yep. coach or his defensive coach. So when... Came back to the Roosters? Well, Jason Rolls came back to the Roosters. When he announced he was going to take... We interviewed for the Dragons job, just interviewed. The Roosters more or less said, well, it's best that we part ways. And he was... Went down to back down to Melbourne to help a lot with their lower grades. Did and he their knock pathways. back the Dragons gig? Do you think? Yeah. Well, yeah. I think he obviously would have got the word up from because he wanted like five, but I think he wanted like a a long term contract well, I, too, didn't he? Because there's not a lot of there's only seventeen NRL coaching jobs. So when one comes up, you obviously you gotta look pretty hard at, at taking a role of that nature. But then I think throughout that whole process, when he made it known that he was going to be on the market. Obviously, his old club where he coached at and played at as well in the late part of his career, the Melbourne Storm would have reached out and said, well, listen, Bellyache, Craig Bellamy looks like retiring as a head coach at the end of 2024. How about you get back into the system, be an assistant coach in 2024, and then take over in 2025? Many are thinking that's the way it will probably look. So when the World Cup finishes and the Melbourne Storm don't have anything full-time for him at the moment, so they've got all their their jobs filled. So they don't yep. want – they're very conscious of not putting anyone out of place as well who's currently there. And Aaron Bellamy, who was Craig Bellamy's son, who has been involved at the club on a number of levels, is one of the assistant coaches and yep. a very good rugby league brain. There's Mark Brentnell, the son of the great Greg Brentnell, who's part of his coaching team as well, Stephen Kearney. Uh, so I think it would have been for them to say, listen, you go and do the World Cup. The season will be finished by then. And then you come in pre-season yep. 2023 for 24. Do you want to hear what uh, Jason Rowles had to say about yeah. Eddie? Eddie gave me a heads up that one of the coaches wasn't well. And then, um, yeah, then he said, I'll let you know uh, if anything changes. And then Wednesday, a couple of weeks ago, that afternoon, he contacted me. And then, um, yeah, on Sunday, I was only going to come Saturday, but then Sunday I was on a plane um, over here. So it was really quick. But, um, yeah, it was a great opportunity. Not a bad tour to get on to, the one of France. I mean, just it would be amazing two or three months for him. But it, they also need help in yeah. defence, the Wallabies. Absolutely. Young pack, yeah. really young pack. Yeah, good stuff. Let's see if that helps. He's he did a, good, a great job in England. He's a great guy, Jason Rolls. And from all reports, a really, really good rugby league IQ. And best part about him, he's a bit of a knockabout. Yeah, right. You know? yeah. So, you know, he, he gets on the right level with the players. Wallabies kick off their World Cup campaign 2 a.m. Sunday morning as they get to take on Georgia. And, of course, you can see that action on Stan and also Channel 9. You'll see Primetime Rat uh, on there too at 2 a.m. So we're playing Georgia first. Yes. Georgia, Wales and Fiji. And we just played Georgia in the Basketball World Cup mm. in the last game. Did you know that? There's a theme. What? Hey, Georgia. Mm. Sweet Georgia. 
Anyway, break time. <laughs> it's a sports day. Kia didn't just make an eight-seat family car. They made a grand utility vehicle. Kia Carnival GUV. This is Sports Day. Hey, uh, welcome back to it. Before we get into... What? Um, it's been confirmed, the NRL Entertainment. The big one, we heard Kiss has been signed up for the AFL Grand Final. How good's that? Yeah, it's, I'm not a massive Kiss fan, but big act. And I get it. If you're into it, it's bloody amazing. The, um, the act... NRL is finally breaking news. Shepard. Here it is. Adele. Adele and Wayne Bennett. Is this the yes. halftime or the Hello. pre-game entertainment? Hello. <laughs> it's me. Wayne on Wayne. That's who's going to do it. This will get the kids fired up, won't it? Yeah. Like oh, the kiddies will love this. Yeah. Do we know who the pre-game entertainment Hello? is yet or not? It's Wayne. Everything. <laughs> He'll come out with his, his jeans hanging down. His ass will be exposed. He hasn't got an ass. He's got no ass, Wayne. Hello? <laughs> a, big, a big clock around his neck. <laughs> no, we still don't know. If it's Shepard, I'm Kiss done. is good. I like Kiss. Yeah, it is. Maybe, maybe they could do a deal, the NRL and the AFL, and they get Kiss the next day. You know, they've got... They've got us on two occasions now. Well, we don't know what the NRL what do you mean is. Two occasions, most occasions. Well, we had Robbie Williams, well, the greatest stand-up Robbie. meatloaf. That was horrible. Oh yeah. Well, okay. Well, I'll, I'll I'll raise you, Billy Idol. Yeah. I love my footy. Well, it's not footy, mate. It's yeah. rugby league. A- um, and, and I love my electricity. You know, Pat Cummins <laughs> had that cut off that night. <laughs> he said, "I'm not having last this." Last year, Robbie Williams, which I think still today is our best ever pregame entertainment in yeah. Australian sport. Yeah. Um, and now, now Kiss. Wow. Mm. Uh, you've got a what for us to finish the show? Two people have been arrested in northern China after allegedly bulldozing a section of the group. How can this be allegedly when what? it's pretty easy to see that before the courts? To, they've bulldozed a section of the Great Wall of China to create a shortcut. <laughs> the construction. Well, it's a long way. Yeah, construction workers, two of them, 38 year old man and a 58 year old woman, 55 year old woman. 55-year-old construction worker, female. Yeah. Interesting. Uh, reportedly dug a hole Why? in the 32nd wall of the ancient landmark. Hmm. How, how long do you reckon it took to build the Great Wall of China? Oh, look, in China, it doesn't take long. Um, I, I'd say a couple of years. 2,500 years. Incredible, isn't build it? it? Yeah. It's pretty rock solid still too. Hmm. Pretty rock solid. Takes a while to walk it as well, apparently. I've never done it. I've never been to Beijing. I've been to China so many times. Have you really? Never been. Have I've you all... been to Shanghai? Yeah, I love it. I'd love to go to Shanghai. Shanghai, I've been there probably, I don't know, a dozen times. Really? May love it. Greatest city. Mm. Greatest city. It's like, Surprisingly, it's really clean. Someone told me it's Vegas on steroids. No. No, no, no. Really? It's Sydney on steroids. Oh. Uh, but I'd say, What well, part of Sydney? Well, the city and Chinatown. <laughs> so, you know what I mean. This, it's just, it's Sydney times 100. Yep. But I, t- I tell you what, though, mm. I remember going into a meeting once and going, oh, I can see the, the blue sky today. Because you watch the news and it goes, sunny day, but you can see the sun's behind this smog. Yep. And anyway, when Obama was heading out to China once, they turned the factories off for three, three weeks. And all of a sudden, all the pollution went away, which was great, right? Mm. And I, and I was in this meeting at this radio station. I go, oh, sun shining today. And they go, yes, we call it Obama Blue. Wow. 
And then I said, yeah, I saw it on Facebook. Everyone goes, no, 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 there's no Facebook. There's no Facebook in China. I'm going, jeez, <laughs> like, I'm going to jail. Did you deliberately try and do an Asian voice yeah. then? <laughs> Well, you changed yeah, half sentence. Yeah, I'm going. Yeah, uh, have yourself a great Wednesday night. We're back tomorrow night. I do want to go to Shanghai, but mate, so you suggest, mate, it's yep. fantastic. Okay. And now they've built, uh, I think, Disney World there. Oh, stop it! Now you got to go down to the. This sounds rude, but it's not. You got to go down to the Bund, which is their their waterfront. Yep. Ah, oh, mate, amazing. Yeah. Okay. Amazing. Uh, yeah, pretty good place. Really Beautiful. nice place. Yeah, this is not an ad for nothing China to do with sport tourism. either. But that's all right. No, good sports over there. Heaps of basketball, golf courses. I didn't see any. Really? I'd there swore... have to be plenty of golf. Courses. Yeah, but they're a long way out of the city, mate. Okay. I didn't see a petrol station, but I saw three million cars. <laughs> and people run out of fuel. I don't know what happens. Oh, anyway. <laughs> That's the story for tomorrow night. Catch you then. Uh, one hour show tomorrow night because the AFL finals kick off. It's uh, oh, Collingwood and Melbourne. Yeah. What a game that's going to be. We'll be back tomorrow night. See you, Satsy. Yeah. Goodbye.